Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the DMVR Avalanche Podcast. AJ's too busy talking about Love is Blind, which in a way is the trade deadline like Love is Blind a little bit. I think GMs should have to talk to other GMs in the pods (laughs) without being able to look at cap numbers. Just assets. <laughs> Do they tell each other that they look exactly like the trade pieces that they're trying to move? Yeah. Yeah. The player I'm about to sell you on resembles Valnichushkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if this player were a model or an actress, it would be the Megan Fox of players. Megan <laughs> Fox of players. Ah. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the Megan Fox of players on today's show. We're going to be talking know. about some of the targets that maybe don't make as much sense, at least as far as Colorado is concerned. I guess, yeah, in the middle segment, we, you might have Megan Fox of players on your list. I don't know. I would like to believe that I do. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, but you guys don't know this yet, but starting tonight, we're going to start releasing all of our trade target videos for the Colorado Avalanche. And before we do that, this pod is going to be about some of the guys that didn't make our list. Some of the guys that uh, we maybe aren't quite as convinced make a ton of sense for the Colorado Avalanche or have some caveats to why the Avs would be targeting them. Yeah. Uh, You know, anything is possible at a trade deadline. I'm sure Eric can uh, espouse on that a little bit. But the Avs have the pretty obvious needs at this deadline that being uh, very obviously a 2c very obviously a backup goalie and then you have a 4c and then you have maybe an additional defenseman after that every contender loves to add a depth d they sure do do we want to start there then do you want to start with a conversation that might hannafin I was going to say Chris Tanev, but <laughs> same thing. It's the same conversation with both of them. <laughs> Don't take away Chris Tanev from me. <laughs> it's not a big dream, but it's still a dream. It, the defensive conversation in general, though, I think there's two paths here. When you're talking about a, a caliber of a defenseman that is a Chris Tanev, that is a Noah Hannafin, one, in Hannafin's case, does fit make sense? And then the second part of this is, should the Avs even be looking at that caliber of defenseman unless a Bowen Byram move is on the horizon? Sorry, I was looking up Noah Hannafin's How does the contract. couch feel? 
Interesting. They're co- they're comparable, Tanovs and Hannafin. It's it's a lot of money. Like it is a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know that I'm prepared to ship out a Byram for another defenseman. I think the return needs to be and two C. This is more what I meant. Like if you find a way to move Byram for a two C, are you trying to, to do fill a, it? Yeah, okay. exactly. I still feel like that could be a little rich for their blood. Uh, it yes. would be an ideal candidate in a Tanev or a Hannafin. Um, a Tanev would would satisfy a couple things, but is a very different player from Byram. Yep. Um, I just don't know that it would be feasible. I think that is the most reasonable answer on why this is not going to happen. <laughs> well, they're not going to trade Bo Byram. It's not going to happen. Um, uh, we're talking about by next week. It's not going to happen. Uh, is it ever going to happen? I don't know. Um, but if you're talking about trying to go find a second line center, which it's not hard to figure out what's left. There's not much left. Um, we're talking about UFA assets. If you're making a hockey trade, then yeah, sure. There's there's different kinds of guys available out there. But if you're not going to go and find something because the market doesn't give you much. Uh, you can shift your focus, and I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Uh, they've had their list on finding a centerman for a long time. They've had their list on finding a backup goaltender for a long time. They've had their list on adding a defenseman for all the reasons. We all saw when Bo Byron, uh, when Kale McCarr went down, Bo Byron had a hard time. When Sammy G wasn't there, Bo Byron had a hard time. So, Somewhere, somehow, you're one injury away from maybe having that. And I like Bo, I'm saying. And he's been there. He's, 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 he's won a cup with the team. But if you're talking about guys like Tanev, or maybe you shift your focus to adding a, a defenseman that plays 25 minutes a night. Then you have Tanev and, Tanev and Hannafin are totally different players. One's a lefty, one's a righty. One's a puck-moving guy. One's a shutdown guy. One's a PK guy. One's the other guy can play on your second PP. I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to turn their... Uh, we, we don't know what... Were they on the Elias Lindholm race? Were they on the Sean Monaghan race? Whatever it was. We, we, we don't know. We'll never know. But right now, we all know that what's left is a little thin. You know what I mean? Like on on choices. But maybe they'll shift their choices. But I agree. I mean, that's... Which name are we talking about, first of all? For, uh, it was both Tanev. Yeah, it was both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah. Tanev and I, 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 the only reason you're going after them is if you shift your focus that we can't get ourselves stronger up the middle, then we're going to get ourselves stronger in the back end, and especially uh, if somebody goes down with an injury. Um, sorry, I just that's the only way you do microphone. it. <laughs> um, Eric, I'm curious. You worked in you worked for the Flames for a long time. Yep. Chris Tanev, is my love of him justified as a guy that you would absolutely want in a playoff series? Love him. Every team loves him. Every, team's, every team would take him right now. It's, it's a guy that will do everything. He's a team-first mentality guy. He's a, thing, he's a guy that's nothing was ever given to him. He works hard. He's, uh, he's not afraid to put his body on the line. Um, yeah, is he... Aged a little bit, yeah, he has. You know, just like everybody else, it's called you know, getting older. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're, you're, there's a reason why you love him. You know, because he's lovable. Like he's, 
No, that's true. Like he's uh he's what you want in a hockey player. He's what you want in a dressing room and and he's what you want to go to war with. And I hate using that word going to war with, but playoffs are tough and playoffs are it's a different animal. Um and there's no metrics out there that will tell you if a guy has balls like we talked about yesterday or not. There's no metrics out there. It's you have it or you don't. This guy has it, so your love affair with him is justified. Do you think that Tanev, uh, just theoretically speaking here, I'm, I'm really not expecting it to happen, which is why he's going to be a lot of theoreticals but, in this pod. Yeah, but, yeah. but Tanev, could he play kind of that avalanche style of hockey? We've seen Josh Manson adapt to it really nicely. Do you think Tanev has some of that hidden no, puck I, skill that we've, we've seen emerge with Josh Manson on Josh Manson's best days? It might have been there years ago, but it certainly wouldn't be there now. Like you, you're not, you wouldn't see that. It's a meat and potato, and it's 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 basically you're using them because you want to bolster your your defensive abilities and PK and you know. But yeah, no, very limited puck skills. Like let, let's not kid ourselves. You know, he's that's not what he's there for. But you know, he can make a first pass and you know be good that way. But I wouldn't be the I wouldn't be the guy jumping up on the play and and I think Manson. I mean, if you go back to it, I, I go back to Manson like six seven years ago. I thought he was going to develop into a. I mean, he almost got forty points one year in Anaheim, or he did get forty points. He's pretty close to it, or he got almost fifty. He's one of the two, and you could tell like you know what this guy might become one of those guys that will, he has it in him. Unlike his dad, his dad was a pure meat and potato guy, but. He, uh, he has it in him, and then you can see it now, even though he's playing a different role, you can see him why he likes to jump in the, in the play like, like Benar and Pratt like to have their Ds jump in. But I think Tanner is a little less uh, ab- uh, agile, you know, to, to, to be able to do that. The idea of a defense with Josh Manson, Jack Johnson, and Chris Tanev on it going into the postseason – do you start to worry that maybe you have gotten away from who you are with that kind of defense? With three of those guys uh, uh, on your defense in game one? You said Johnson, Tanev. And Manson. Yeah, I, I don't think you would have all three playing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so read, read my. in this world, we've not only traded Bowen Byram, we've not only traded for Chris Tanev, but also... Now there's a need to replace Jack Johnson as well. You just drop Malinsky in there, though, Or right? do you like, just play Caleb yeah, Jones, one of those sure. two? Is that the easier solution? I would just put, if Tanev takes Jack Johnson's spot as far as role is concerned, and you play Malinsky, that's what, okay. in Byram's spot, that's what I would do. The concern, then, is that one of those guys is now playing on his offside. And yeah. We don't know what that's going to look like, and they've never played together. And I think that's a lot more righties than they've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> It isn't something I'm going to overthink because the reality of the situation is a defenseman of the caliber of a Tanev is hard to fit for Colorado because if they're going out and doing that, they're just not going to be able to fill their other holes in their in their lineup, right? Yeah. Now, if you want to revisit this in the offseason and Tanev wants to sign for cheap or something stupid, sure. But when it comes to the trade deadline... I don't see the Avs making a move for that caliber of a defenseman. And even if they did, it would be the 
last thing they do on deadline day would be like, well, we explored all our other options. We have this amount left over. Let's go get a defenseman. We're also talking about Chris Tanev. The price for him is going to be pretty hefty. And we're yeah. talking about him in, as on Colorado's third pairing. Right. Best situation here, assuming no injuries, is that he's on Colorado's third pairing. And then maybe on a game where Josh Manson's having one of those – one of those bad nights, you put move Tanev a up a swap, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but as Eric just mentioned, you would have some concerns about, is he going to be able to play at that pace? Is he going to be able to... How much better than Jack Johnson would he really be? Quite a bit in some areas. But when it comes to that offensive stuff, I don't know that there would be an appreciable difference there. And so much of their offense does run through their back end that... Yep. They need some of the puck moving there. If they start to stray from it, like you're saying, AJ, I think that would start to have an adverse effect. As much as I love Chris Tanev, I think he's going to make the Boston Bruins very happy. <laughs> Please be the Boston Bruins and not the Dallas Stars. No, I know. I'm <laughs> saying that the Dallas Stars. as some kind of wishful please. thinking. I do not want him anywhere near the Central. Go East, please. Yeah, yeah go East. No Dallas, no Winnipeg. <laughs> Chris Tanev, I love you. Go away. Yeah, he's he's having a fantastic year. You know, defensively, he's so reliable. Yep. And it's just not really what the Avs need unless something gets taken out of their decor. Okay. Uh, Noah Hannafin rules and would be an awesome Av. He would be extremely expensive to acquire. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't see how the Avs could realistically afford Hannafin. And then he would walk in the offseason and you would be like, yeah. Eh. And he'll also go to Boston then. And he'll also go to Boston. <laughs> or Florida. <laughs> uh, I have an idea to make deadline day more crazy. Every GM has to be hooked up to a blood alcohol meter. Nice. And has to be at at least 0.1. For the entire day. Okay. Is, is this like speed? If it drops below, <laughs> they a take bomb the goes phones off? away. Yeah. You can't make any more trades. All right. I, I guess that's better than the building blowing <laughs> up, but I'm ta- I, I want some stakes in here. I want there to be a fear factor, not, oh no, they can't make a trade. 20 of those DMs are going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Like, I would have loved to tinker with my AHL roster, but I'm good. All I'm saying, if you're trying to make a trade in your fantasy league, maybe butter them up with some Coors Light. That's all I'm getting at. Have a little bit of a chill time with your Coors Light. Get your Blue Mountains on and enjoy your alcohol when you do. It's a fantastic beer. The best beer to chill and enjoy a hockey game or a hockey trade deadline with. So go check it out. Go get your Coors Light on. Enjoy yourself when you do. And uh, I don't know. You know, enjoy responsibly. Maybe don't make any trades if you're a GM of a team and you've had a few Coors Lights. Don't no, do that. I'm, it would be wildly entertaining, but some what teams would make some bad decisions. This one of, you, you remember, it was one of the best part of winter meetings in baseball. You knew that there were GMs getting drunk on some Coors <laughs> and just firing <laughs> off deals. <laughs> I'm here for it. Like, I think it would be peak entertainment, but boy, would some teams' fan bases end up super-duper mad. Either way, uh, whether you're an NHL GM or just enjoying a game on the couch, make sure you go get a Coors Light. Uh, Enjoy Coors responsibly, Golden, Colorado. Uh, Great time, great place. And then, I don't know what Tiff's doing, but... It's fine, just keep talking. I'm talking about Bet365 and getting 
my Gamba on. I don't think that you can bet on the trade deadline just yet. But what you can do is go bet on Nathan McKinnon for Hart. And so, you should do that. Saw a uh, saw a little chart coming in to the coming into work today. Over the last five seasons, Nathan McKinnon, the most productive player in the NHL at five on five. By quite a bit. Right? By a decent margin, yeah. More than guys like McDavid. Power play yeah. merchant. It's He's got to do it. If, if Nathan McKinnon doesn't win the heart this year, he's probably never going to win it. So now's a good time to go bet on it with Bet365. That's all I'm throwing out there. You can bet on whatever you want. When you sign up with code DNVR365 and you bet $5 on any NHL game, you, you get $150 in bonus bets. You can absolutely bet on whatever this soccer game is that's going on right now. It's the FA Cup. That means absolutely nothing to me. Okay. Uh, go do it with Bet365. Of course, when you do bet with Bet365, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We're going to intermission our uh, our targets that the Avs are not going to get with <laughs> AJ's top five real targets that the Avs should be going I after. love that we've sandwiched. Yeah. They're real targets between guys that we're not going to talk about. And we're not going to tell you which is which. You'll yeah. just have to guess. <laughs> that would have been the better approach to this. You which, just list which names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, top five targets for the abs in my eyes. This is entirely my opinion, okay? It's you guys could Chris call me Tan dumb or whatever, times. but this is, oh, that's what I should have done. <laughs> Tiff would have been Tiff would have been mad at me had I done that for the graphic. Uh, no, this is our, our top five of the week. So number five on this list. I've got Kevin Lankinen. Sure. Marc-Andre Fleury is no longer going to be a part of this uh, conversation. That makes sense. Kevin Lankinen was a guy that I had mentioned earlier this year as a guy that I really liked as a backup that NHL people really like as a backup. Maybe a little bit more someday. But uh, Lankinen is a, is a guy that's uh, pretty popular. And with Nashville... UC Saros. Will they, won't they? Yeah. Yeah, UC Saros, but also Yaroslav Askarov is hanging out there. If they could move on from both of those goaltenders and rebuild that position around Askarov and get assets for both, and a lot of assets certainly for Saros and a, yep. decent, a decent amount for Lankinen as well, that's a guy that, hey, if, if you want a, a, a solid backup behind Georgiev with a little more of an NHL track record than used uh, to in and Ivan Prozvatov right now, Lankanen could be it, and that's a guy that you would have interest in keeping for a while as well. Do you just want the Avs to go out and get Barry Trotz players? Is that the... Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> no. Okay. Just Lankanen. I'd... Erica, any any thoughts on Lankanen? I know he's a guy that's been around the league and is really well thought of there. Yeah, I like him. I mean, he's a perfect guy. I mean, we talk about it every day. They need to surround Georgiev. Sure, he had a great game last night. Awesome. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm saying once you're in the pressure cooker of what's coming up, there's a big difference, and I do believe they need to surround him. Um, Yeah, I like that name. I like him a lot. He's won a world championship before. Not that the world championship is a highly uh, talented tournament, but for some guys like, European guys like Finn guys, Finnish guys and Swedes, and you know, it's important that world championship 
is an important factor, and he did perform there. He 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 did do it for his country, even though he's an American Hockey League player at the time. And but yeah, no, he's a perfect uh, situation of what we've been talking about, which is to surround Georgiev the right way. And I'm I'm not going to sway away from it that he needs help. I'd be worried about trade price there because Nashville doesn't have to do this. So they're only going to do it if a team really makes it worth their while. I don't know that I want the Avs to like aggressively pursue sure. a backup goaltender, which is kind of what leads us to our number four guy on this list. It's Jake Allen. Montreal's looking to move on from him. Um, I like Lankanen as a goaltender better than I do Jake Allen, but Jake Allen's the veteran guy that we've talked about a lot already. We have a video coming out uh, on him. Probably tomorrow. Certainly the way that he has played is not something that inspires Inspires, you. Yeah, Yeah, inspires you a ton, but it's a weird three goaltender situation in Montreal this year, and he comes to Colorado. The score is pretty clear. Hey, you're the backup unless something really goes wrong here. We just need you to be a shoulder for Georgiev to cry on. So he stops doing it to the posts in the middle of the game. <laughs> you know, like just a just a veteran thing and uh, yeah, we'll see. I think and I think getting him out of Montreal will really help. <laughs> It'll certainly put him in a better position to be successful because I don't think that uh, as long as Martin Saint-Louis is the coach of the Canadians, I don't trust any defensive metrics that come out of that uh, come out of that team. Any goaltending metrics that come out of that team, I don't trust any of it. I think it's it, it. All of it gives me pause of when he gets into a into a much better environment, much more structured environment. I have a, I will have belief that a guy could look a lot better. Seeing the difference between Jonathan Drouin alone should give you some level of pause that this is a guy that was a not a good defensive player, and that's not all on Martin Saint Louis. Obviously, there's a player that has to play. But it makes me nervous. And with Jake Allen, there's a there's a track record of him being a solid NHL goaltender. Those numbers aren't great right now in a in an environment that I don't think is doing him any favors. So this is a he's signed through next year. There would have to be money retained. It's too he's too expensive for a backup as is, which is I assume what that face was. No, so we we talked about it in the trade video and the money like. 3.85, one yeah. more year is not great. Just because that's more than Georgiev. It's close to Georgiev. It's a lot of money. It's more than Francois' money, yeah. which we would love to have Pavel Francois here instead. But what I was actually making that face for was 415 games played in the NHL. I really wow. like that number. It's terrific experience that could really help Alexander Georgiev. That was what the face was actually for. Let me ask you guys this. If the Avs do not get a goalie, leading up to or during this trade deadline, would it be a disappointment? What else do they do? Because in a vacuum, I'm tempted to say no. Depending. (laughs) Yeah, because if they blow through their assets to go and get a really good defenseman and a really good forward, I'm good with that over getting a guy that may not play any playoff games for you. Okay. I've seen the conversation... (laughs) change in 24 hours around whether or not they need to pursue a goaltender and I wouldn't be so quick to feel comfortable if they didn't 
Okay. It does depend on what else they do and if that limits their ability to pursue a goaltender. But in looking at the games I just set off for Jake Allen, you start to feel less confident with Eustace Ananen and even Ivan Prozvatov, who has been torn between the leagues, the AHL and the NHL, yep. for long enough now that he if he hasn't racked up that many NHL games himself. So the experience just really isn't there in their depth when you start going down the line. That I wouldn't feel comfortable with it, even though I love Eustace Ananen and Ivan Prozvatov's doing great in the American League right now. I still don't want them to rest on their laurels at that position. Um, I'm going to say I'd be really disappointed. For me, it's a crucial part of the deadline here coming up. It's, it's arguably one of their most important uh, part, and we keep talking about the second sentiment. Yeah, I, I put that aside. It's a crucial part. Um, they're, they're not ready to, 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 to attack the postseason like this. Uh, I will be disappointed if nothing happens. Uh, I'm using Jake Allen for a second. Um, you can't duplicate starts. You can't duplicate experience. Uh, he's been a number one. He's been struggling as a number one. He's been uh, lost his job due to injury, due to poor play. Uh, a gentleman named Bennington took over a no-name, uh, a wild card, so to speak. And Jake Allen was a big part of the St. Louis Blues when they won the Cup a couple years ago because he was that, what I'm talking about, that mentor. Forget about Flurry. Again, Flurry, it might happen again. Again, Ray Bork said he was never coming to Colorado, ended up coming to Colorado. So we'll never say never on Flurry. Uh, they lose the next three games. Next thing you know, who knows? But he, I, I get it. He's a warrior. He wants to be in Minnesota. He wants to be with the guys and you know to, to, to see it through. But Flurry, Allen, Lankin into because we talked about a lesser extent because he doesn't have that experience. But when you have a guy with experience, the Jonathan Quick last year in Vegas, it's important. Jake Allen could come in here, not play a game, and be a crucial, crucial part of the Avs advancing for, far in the postseasons with the experience that they have in net. Uh, Georgiev's got what six games, seven games. He never played with the Rangers, right? So he's got seven career games in the playoffs. Uh, Jake Allen, yeah, is he the goalie he was back then? No, is he in a shitty environment in Montreal? Yes, it's a tough environment. It's a tough defensive system. So you can't compare his numbers this year to what he would bring to the Avs. He's bringing something here is is a safety blanket, and that's what he's coming here for. Yes, there's a number attached to it. They can deal with that with the the, the retaining. Later on, and then somebody will take Jake Allen next year. That's how he's a well-known, well-respected uh, guy around the National Hockey League because of what he's been through. Uh, somebody would take him, so they wouldn't be stuck with him. Uh, but I do believe that, to answer the question, I would be not disappointed. I would be extremely disappointed if nothing happens before next week okay. in the crease. It's a pretty wide range of, of feelings on how important a goaltender could potentially be. I would lean towards that. Depending, if, yeah. If they seriously don't do, don't burn through a lot of assets to do other stuff as well. Sure. Because just to, to get back to my point too is, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm going to use different teams. Um, use the Toronto Maple Leafs and use the Edmonton Oilers as my prime example. 
start of the season, people are like, ah, oh, question marks in the net, both places. They start, all of a sudden, they go sideways. Goaltending is, was atrocious in Edmonton. And then they go on a run of 20, 30 games. All of a sudden, your goaltending's fixed? I don't know. I, if, it was, if it was that easy to answer, then everybody would win the Stanley Cup. So <laughs> Samsonov and Berkey said it the other day. There's one Stanley Cup awarded each year. There's not 15. There's one. Uh, Samsonov, he, he can't stop a beach ball. He's, he goes to the minors, and they do something different. They don't let him play in the minors. They just make him work on his game, and then he comes back, and, and then all of a sudden they go on a run, and they, oh, Samsonov's cured. But then, whoop, last night he gets freaking killed, right? I'm assuming that was him that played last night. I'm thinking it was. It was. So I'm just saying, so all of a sudden those warts are gone? Like, so I don't know. So I'm going by the body of work of Georgiev. And again, I'll say it again. I'm a fan of Georgiev. Try to surround them. And even if Lankinen, Jake Allen, those guys come in and don't play one game, I think it will be unbelievably beneficial to have someone like that, and they will make the Avs win one, two, whatever, maybe go all the way, which I do believe they come out of the West. But I think that's a crucial part for them to do. Okay, let's stop talking about goalies. Please don't have a goalie at number yeah, three. Number three. Guess what? All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's Alexander Winberg. Uh, this, I'm so mid about this one. Yeah, so this is, I have him on my list uh, just because the skill plays. Sure. The the skill and the hockey smarts would be a fit in Colorado. Uh, I have him three here because of the center preferences. Mm-hmm. He's sure. not my favorite. Yep. Um, he gets, he can drift through games at times, which makes me a little bit nervous, and I don't... I don't totally trust that he can play playoff hockey for four rounds for five, six games at a time. Sure. And Hey, that if that gets you through a round, great, but I need him in the next round. Yep. And, uh, where I think he's been really protected in Seattle is that Manny Beniers and Yanni Gord can both play heavy defensive minutes, play hard matchups and handle that. And, he will kind of have to take on some of that role in Colorado. And I don't know that I trust that, but the skill is there. He's a skill guy that product of his product product of his environment, more than a lot of other guys in the league. You put him next to some good wings. You can get some good results. That would be a situation in Colorado. When I go back to the cup year and I look down the middle of the lineup for Colorado, it's not that all of these players are the most brutish, but they're strong in their skates and they're warriors. You know, Kadri, Comfer, Helm, of course, McKinnon. Especially McKinnon in the playoffs. There was something about that version of him that was very difficult to play against. And that's my concern for Wenberg is the durability. Like AJ's mentioning, the longevity of him in a playoff series. What does that look like come conference finals? And everything else about him, I think I was a little tough personally on him in our trade video that we did for him because there are lots of reasons that he's pretty well-rounded compared to other options that are out there and wouldn't be a stylistic misfit in that sense. 
So I'm just not super high on him, but he really isn't a horrible option. Can get power play minutes as needed. Can PK, though I don't know that that would necessarily be required of him with some of the defensive forwards that they have as options there. It's always nice for him to have that in the bag. Don't love him. Don't hate him. I'm curious to see who two and one are. (laughs) For me with Wenberg... Is there a 50-point player in there somewhere? Yeah, I think so. But for the Avs to get what they want out of him at 2C, they would have to get the absolute best version of him for the entire playoff run, basically. Which contract year? They could. I'm not age, saying they couldn't. The situation but, the team is coming into. But are you? It's not inconceivable that you see the best Alexander Wemberg's ever given in his career because then he goes and gets paid by somebody else. It is not inconceivable, but you are setting yourself up for failure if that's the expectation that he has to meet. Also, you know how many cups he's won? <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Ah, here we go. <laughs> the chat doesn't even get that joke yet. Nope. <laughs> Number two. Scott Lawton. I'm listening. (laughs) So, Scott Lawton, uh, not great. (laughs) Tough tough to sell him as a 2C, that's for sure. Yeah, tough to sell him as a 2C, for sure. Um, This is more, this is a heart and soul guy. We'll do absolutely everything for you. And if he can just not be an anchor... On that line, playing next to Nachushkin and and Lekkinen or Nachushkin and Druan, well, whatever the combination ends up being, whatever. If he could just not hold them back from being like playable, puck eating monsters. Yeah, and I have him ahead of Wenberg just because I am buying getting out of Philadelphia and getting into Colorado would really, really help him. I think, and and the, 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 like the offensive stuff, I think will always kind of be a hit or it'll probably be more missed than hit with him, but he would, people would love him. He is a heart and soul guy. He's a great character guy. He's beloved by everybody around them, uh, including his coaching staff. And I just, I just think that, I'm I'm buying the Colorado bump there that sure instead of getting a true 2C you're kind of doubling up on 3Cs with him and Ross Colton. That's not the greatest approach, but 3 million dollars for the next couple of years makes him a valuable asset on your roster, not necessarily in that role Just for this year, yeah. But in that he would be in that role for this run and then you would get into the summer. Yeah. You could make whatever you need to do in order to get like a real two C that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And move them <laughs> move them around move him around in your lineup. He's he played a lot a of three, becomes a four, a lot whatever of wing, it is, yeah. A lot of center, whatever he needs to be, he can be, and he'll be a good player for you. Uh just a steady, reliable, tough guy. Eric, you talked a lot about your career having the opportunity to get shifts with guys like Joe Sackick with guys like Peter Forsberg with super high-end talents as someone who maybe isn't quite that level of talent but understands how to play next to those guys. One, do you think Scott Lawton is that guy? And two, how difficult is that particularly if Scott Lawton is going to play center as being maybe an auxiliary piece to a Val Nachushkin? 
Well, here's what I'll say about sometimes it's a question of fit. And I went back to the 2001 Avs, right? Is Danny Hainaut a second-line player? He's not. I mean, he wasn't. Danny Hainaut's a fourth-line player. But those last two rounds, play with Chris Dre on the second line, you know? So, so you need guys to, to have a fit <laughs> for... Thank you. Right now... It's for a short period of time because you you got to break it down for two weeks at a time, right? Seven-game series, you know. Can he be helpful? So I'll go back to Lawton and, and Wenberg because I didn't say anything on Wenberg. I'll, there's no metrics out there for uh, – use face-offs, for example, if you're comparing the two. The guy might have, like, freaking 60% face-off percentage that he wins, and but when the big one comes, they can't do it. They can't win it, if that makes sense. The you one know? that matters. Yeah. The one that matters, though. So maybe Lawton has a 30% face-off percentage, but the one that matters because you got to win this one because if you ice the puck, you're on the PK, and there's only 12 seconds left, and you're up 3-2, and you're going to win the Stanley Cup. Guys can live for the moment. Some guys can't. So here's the difference between Wenberg and Lawton. For me, looks like Lawton, and there's no metrics for that, and I love numbers. Lawton's the guy that lives for the moment for me because he's the heart and so where Wenberg fee would crumble. That's just my opinion, fair or unfair. Uh, that's the difference. And that's where Scott Law becomes interesting and becomes a, a guy I would like to go after if I'm the avalanche. If you can't find something that works, uh, as we talked about the, the Lindholm, Monaghan, Henrik, and whoever is going to be. At the end of the day, there's got to be someone out there too to, to, and you need a partner to dance with. Um, but I like the, the, what a guy like that would bring to Nakushkin and, and, you know, whoever he would play with because I think you win with guys like that. And I think guys like that love the pressure. Uh, and you find out a lot about guys in, in that spring coming up because some guys can't elevate their game and some guys can. And I, and I think this is a guy that, that can and that would. Uh, but then again, it's so hard to measure. You know what I mean? And I think it's more like the heart and soul, like AJ just said, because that's what overtakes everything else, you know? I also think when the majority of the pros for a player are things like he works really hard and you love him in the locker room and intangibles, you should be talking about a guy that is more like an Andrew Cogliano role on your, on your team and not a guy that you're dropping in and saying, we're going to make him our second line center. Because if we had a lot of really good on-ice things to say about him, we'd be saying them. But his play has been in pretty steady decline, albeit in a tough situation in Philadelphia, where they're very much in transition. Sean Couturier, Morgan Frost, you know, where exactly is he playing in that lineup is a fair question. And despite being anchored to Philly's fourth line at points this year, he has more points than Alex Wenberg. And he's been on their second unit, big PK guy, so could absolutely be a value there. Good speed, so the stylistic fit is there. And you mentioned the two more years at three mil. That is just enough time for Ross Colton to grow up and become the new Avs 2C. I think that there is some value in him being a potential fit pass this year that I could be talked into. It's just a matter of whether or not Philly actually does want to move on from him, because mm-hmm. I think his value in their eyes has increased because of the cultural value that he brings to the room because he's such a good guy, such a good player. I don't know that they're going to part with him so easily. 
Um, and I think he's drawn some intrigue because of coming off a career year individually in terms of points and then being able to produce at the clip he has this year has kind of come as a surprise to people. I don't know how sustainable it is, but I think in Colorado, you talk about the Colorado bump. I think that would be a real thing for him here. Teams, the last thing I'll say on them, teams have been after him for years. Philly was never, again, different management too before Danny and Jonesy and teams have been after him for years. Um, it was never the right time for them to, to move on from him for whatever the reasons. But I do believe that now they will move on from him just because of Torch's comments the last month or so. I think he's specifically talking about him, uh, that it's going to hurt the, fan, the Philly fans, that you know they have to make moves that are better for the future of their franchise. And you know I do believe they're moving on from him and it'd be great for the Avs to, to be a part of this. Okay, but why do that when you can go get AJ's number one guy? I mean, there's no surprise with who this is going to be. It's Adam Henrique. Um, the best center realistically available on he the is, market. He is the best center that's left on the market, and I know that there are a lot of people that think that we are pushing Adam Henrique propaganda onto them <laughs> by, by, the, by talking about Henrique like he's a good quality player, but I'm sorry, he's a quality player. If you were to rank second-line centers, if the Avs were to trade for him, make him their second-line center, and you were to stack up all 16 playoff teams and rank second-line centers, would Adam Henrique fare very well in that? No, he wouldn't. But it's what's out there. But he's so much better than what Ryan Johansson does, and he fits your team so much better that this is this is in, in kind of like a in, – in the way that Scott Lawton would fit the team – Yep. You're not really relying on some magical Colorado bump there. You're just saying just be exactly who you've been. His, his metrics continue to be good. You continue, you continue to see him doing well in Anaheim, playing a system under Greg Cronin that he would be familiar with in Colorado. The adjustment wouldn't be as big as with some of the other guys. And he wouldn't have to play with bums anymore. And exactly. He's going to be rolling on in, and he's, he's fine. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's a world beater or that he's the key to the Stanley Cup, but he raises your floor so much. In my opinion, he's a guy that raises, he is the guy that raises your floor the most. Out of any of these other guys in, available at this trade deadline, he's the one that, that helps your team out in the immediate the most. He fills your biggest need, and he's the best guy that realistically is probably getting moved. At this deadline. Just that makes too much sense. Exactly. Yeah. And he's just not, he's not incredible. He's not going to knock your socks off. He's not. But he checks all the boxes for you in terms of his skating won't be a major problem. He wins face-offs for you, and he plays with, the, he, he plays with talented players, and he plays on the PK. He does, he does a little bit of everything. You go and get him, and it lessens the need to go and get a really good 4C Instead of just, you can get a decent one. You don't have to go and get Nick Dowd because you went and got Adam Hendrick. Now, if you go and get both of them, maybe you've gotten a little crazy or the prices are really cratering. Henrik is just the best guy that's available there. And uh, I, I really don't understand the continued disdain from Avalanche fans. He's not Elias Lindholm. No, he's not. He's not Sean Monahan, who would have been a bad fit in Colorado. No, he's not that guy. But he's solid. 
don't have much to add. I think you nailed it for yeah. the most part. I'll keep it short because we have some misfits. Yeah, to we, get we have to. some other guys. I like, yeah, I like Henrique. You know, during the Ryan O'Reilly year of the deadline last year, I was on the Henrique train. Like, that's yeah. the name that has continued to interest me. And it's that simple. He's a goal scorer. And it's the Colorado Avalanche, right? You often see them go circle back to guys who they had been linked to in the past. So, yeah. Henrique even checks that box for them. Should have just listened to me last year and traded for him then. <laughs> I think you just, I'll make one point about it. I think Rudolph talks about it all the time. You have Nate McKinnon in a hard trophy season right there. I think you owe it to your star player to go oh, get yeah. a little bit of depth and, and, and go get a guy underneath him where it takes away a little bit of the pressure. Not that he doesn't like the pressure, I'm saying, but it does take away a little bit of the pressure. I think you owe it to your star player and the rest of your team because of where your core is uh, in their careers, and you owe it to yourself to, to, to go do something like that. All right. That was our Bet365 Never Ordinary Top 5 of guys you actually might want the Avs to target come the trade deadline. Uh, you may also want to target Fubo TV for yourself so you can actually... Watch the abs down the stretch run of the regular season here. You can get your abs, you can get your nuggets at FuboTV.com slash DNVR, where you can get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Fubo comes with, obviously, the Colorado sports, but 140 live channels, including shows, news, movies, music, much, much more, too. Uh, when you do get Fubo Pro, you get 1,000 hours of DVR on top of all that. And... You want to try it out you can do a free trial you don't have to pay anything for that up front so you can test it out see if it's something you like uh, you can cancel at any time once you do get it so you don't have to worry about that it's just an awesome product and a great way to get your colorado sports go check them out at fubotv.com dnvr today and if you're looking to save a little bit of money check out american financing who saves uh, on average 800 and $54 a month for their customers. That adds up to over $10,000 a year, which they do by eliminating high-interest credit card debts. Uh, they do that with mortgage rates that are currently in the fives, so they're starting to be a realistic option once again. They've been very high for a long time. Now they're nice and low, and they may be able to get you your loan in as little as 10 days. So call American Financing today, uh, and you may be able to even delay your next two mortgage payments when you do call them at 303-695-7000. Let them know DNVR sent you at 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. NMLS 182334, APR for rates of the five start at 6.799% for well-qualified borrowers. Call 303-695-7000 for details about credit costs and terms. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, some other guys that I've heard a lot of people talk about that are not really going to happen for Colorado trade targets. The number one name I've heard the most that I just don't think is reality, Boone Jenner. Oh, God. A lot of people have thrown Boone Jenner's name around. They've actively said they're not trading him, so... Which... GMs and Do I, say I guess that. they don't have a yeah. GM, but that's true. <laughs> pres president of hockey operations say things, so they do say things. It's it's just more it it has never really made a lot of sense. One because Boone Jenner is nowhere near as good as Avalanche fans have been trying to pretend for two years now, and and two, 
he's more valuable to Columbus than he is in a deal. They're not going to get enough in a trade. Bless you. They're not going to get enough in a trade to make it worth their while to move out their captain and a, a guy whom they love internally uh, and, and culturally they want to try to take a guy like an Adam Fantilli under his wing and teach him, like, here's how you be a pro. Here's how you be a Columbus Blue Jacket. He's just more valuable to them than he is in a deal. As is often the case with guys who wear the C. And guys who play up in lineups on bad teams. Yep. Frequently the case. Yeah, he's their first line center for 3.75 mil for two more years. I don't think they want to move that kind of affordability. Yep. Their captain. <laughs> and in losing a big offensive weapon in line A to points this year, yeah. I think they would really find it impossible to move on from a key part of their group when they're already missing one. It's the extra years that's really... If Jenner was an expiring UFA, if he had made overtures to saying, I don't really want to come back to Columbus, this is a very different conversation. But the fact that he's locked up for a couple more years, why would Columbus do it, I guess, is my question. It's kind of the position that the Flyers were in the last couple of years with Scott Lawton. Yep. Why do this? He's cost, effi- he's cost effective, and he's a guy that we love. He's a great cultural guy, and we want guys to see that this is how to be every day. Why do that? The only reason we talk about it with Lawton and the Flyers now is they are entering a different phase for their organization. And it's still a fair question as to whether or not that guy gets moved. With Boone Jenner, it just doesn't, it makes no sense. Uh... The other category of, of player that I see a lot of different Avs fans mentioning, and I would throw both Alex Kerfoot and Trevor Zegras into this sect of players. They're not actually centers. Yeah. Those, Trevor Zegras getting healthy again. It's starting to skate a little bit. It's kicked back up that interest. We did an entire pod talking about why he's not a fit. Yep. He doesn't play center. I know Erica has other thoughts about how he plays the game, but before we even get into that, he doesn't play center. <laughs> yeah, but are we getting into that? Yeah, Go for have it. at it, buddy. I'm, I'm, I don't know the person. I, I'm just looking at the player. This, this is hockey. This is the national hockey. It's not golf. Uh, it's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. Uh, is he skilled? Is he, you know, dynamic? Is he fun to watch? It's awesome to see in the skills comps. It's great. Um, but when it came down to, to playing hockey, uh, which is this year with our good friend Cronin coming in and, and bringing, you know, a system to the team that this is how you need to play uh, in order to be successful as a team in the National Hockey League, he couldn't do it. It's a short sample. He got hurt. But all I'm saying is he couldn't do it. And there's a reason he couldn't do it because he's never done it. And some guys adapt to it quicker. Some guys, and this is where we talk about Euros all the time, like Finns and Swedes, and they come over, they know how to play hockey already. It's crazy, you know, because their development system so different overseas. And we're here, it's, it's, it's more the flashy style and uh, – 
I just don't think I've seen it. Now, can he do it? I, I don't know. But I've never seen him do it. And it's been a struggle for him to do. And that's why he was in the, 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 the doghouse in Anaheim. Uh, and then the injuries were there. But I'm going this spring to to go win a Stanley Cup with with a favorite team like the Avalanche and, and a championship pedigree. This is not my guy. Not even close. This is not, this is not, not a guy on my list. It's because of who Zekris is right now, too, that makes him such a misfit. I'll play devil's advocate to start. Like, I see why people would have some interest in this player. He thrives in transition. He's sure. an extremely talented puck handler. But then beyond that, the other parts of his game that are so important is where it's a total misfit. The defensive play in his own end leaves so much to be desired. When he isn't retrieving pucks and moving them up ice, he's not going to be very useful to the Avs. And this is something that had he not been injured and had he not missed training camp because of contract negotiations, I think attributes to the slow start that he's had this year specifically, but it also lessened his time under Cronin's tutelage where Cronin has talked about teaching him those defensive aspects of the game from scratch, which is concerning. And that was interrupted one because he didn't get the systems work that they start in training camp with Cronin and he's been injured. And so not having that valuable time to learn those things under Cronin is why I would not trust him in the F system. If he had been under Cronin's care for a little bit longer, I'd be intrigued, but it's still the issue of whether or not he can play down the middle in Colorado is also the biggest part in all of that too. Extremely talented player. I just Based on what we've heard about players like McKinnon having a say in what types of players get brought to Colorado, this does not seem like a player that they would be banging the drum for either. It's not to say that he isn't receptive or a bad teammate. I just don't think he would have those qualities that the McKinnons of the world want in the locker room. He has not been super well received by the NHL player base. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would also say, uh, as, to build on Megan's point, the, the guy, the skill is always enticing. And, you know, with the way that the abs play sometimes, it's easy to think, that's great. That would be a fit. But, you know, highlight reels don't usually show a guy that blows a coverage in the neutral mm-hmm, zone. Yeah. And that's, that's what ends up giving up an odd man rush the other way because he's messing around, not taking it seriously. And, and you, as Megan said, you just can't, you're not taking that chance on a guy like that. And two really good points you're making here. One, Trevor Zegos's pluses, getting pucks going up the ice. Guess what? The Avs have a whole decor that does that mm-hmm. really well for them. And look at where Zegros would be playing as a center in Colorado. In between, probably Val Nachushkin and Arturi Lekkinen. Maybe it's Jonathan Druin, whatever. You're looking at that second line as a line that you want to take tough defensive matchups. You want to put a Val Nichushkin against some of the top guys on that other team. Yeah, you're not trying to use it to protect a guy that can't play. Exactly. I would have more interest in it if the Avs had a wing spot open and they say, look, we're going to try him at center. If it doesn't work, we can move him to this wing spot. But they don't have a wing spot open at all. I also think it's very telling about what his current organization thinks of him. <laughs> At the position that they've drafted Mason McTavish, Leo Carlson, and traded for Cutter Gauthier. Yeah. And, and I was just going to add, go back to his contract negotiations last summer. Tells you everything about it. Everybody in this league, after their entry level, when 
it's all on projections. Everybody's getting those. Everybody, a lot of people are getting those eight-year deals and locked up, and, and and a lot of guys in Anaheim got that, and he certainly didn't. And that's why there was kind of a holdout, and that's why it just tells you right there what they think of him. Not hard to figure out. Yeah, I. Uh, we are running a little bit over time. But is there anyone else you guys want to touch on as? Not targets for the Evs. You can speed run it really quick and uh, uh, just say UC Saros, sure. Jacob Markstrom. Expensive goaltenders. Yeah. yeah. Tough tough, uh, tough to see that happening right now. Yep. And unfortunately now, Andre Fleury. Andre <laughs> yeah. Fleury, like you mentioned. Saying he's not coming. I mean, if you so. look at the jerseys falling everywhere in the standings and Tyler Toffoli's going to go somewhere. He's got, th- he's got two cups. I don't think he's an Avs fit, you know. Yeah. But you're talking about experience. You can't teach that. I would take a stab at him, just not with this roster. When Tyler Toffoli ends up in Vegas, I'm going to punch the wall. It's going to happen. So, somewhere. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli and Jake Gensel in Vegas. No. Using the LTIR. Uh, I'm going to punch a wall. It is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. I'm mad. I'm already mad. We do have uh, two super chats from Daniel here. It looks like he says on his second try, which are, are those check bucks? I hope that's what they call them. Check bucks. Check bucks. <laughs> uh, second try, getting a goalie backup, second line center, fourth line center, and another defense would mean saying goodbye to which prospects, guys. You rock DNVR crew. Uh, if you're doing all of that, the cupboards are empty, bud. Yep. You're getting uh, rid of everything. You're probably not keeping much. Yeah. You're like... Uh, Bulyalski and Taylor McCarr, come on down. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. If you're doing all of that, realistically, your first this year is definitely gone. You're you're probably losing one of your first round picks from last year at least. You're probably losing Sean Barron's. Yeah. You might (sighs) You're gonna catch them hands. Yeah. Look, I didn't just outright say Cal Ritchie. They could lose Guliev too, I know, and then I'll be I mad. I know, which is insane. It's like Guliev and Barons. If it, we lived in some world where they, they did that, 
Sam Malinsky better be the truth yeah. if they do that. Sam Malinsky's power. Yeah, I'd be too a little strong. bit happy. Like this is just paving the way for Sam Malinsky <laughs> magic, but also a little silly. Yeah. It, yeah. Any any pick of any value is probably gone. You already aren't working with much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Alausen's especially now that he's had a season-ending surgery, is attracting much appeal. Yep. Yeah. Foodie also has missed so much time. I don't think he his name holds the same value it did last deadline. Yep. And we don't know what to make of Ben Myers and what the Avs plan to do with him, but I don't know that that alone will fetch a huge return. Yeah, that's probably not a ben ton Myers of Ben Myers feels like the most Extra predictable throw yeah. either throw-in or, or AHL, yeah. AHL trade. Which like, the Avs have been pretty successful with yeah. historically. Change of scenery guy for change of scenery guy. Feels very predictable to me. They better do that responsibly. Like, he was once the most highly coveted college free agent. Don't... Uh, and for my money, he should be in the NHL. Yeah, don't lose that for nothing. Yep. That's why he's not. It might be why he's not in the NHL because one more of those games, and they're not getting him. Yeah, and the, there's wave. Yeah, he, he would lose the waiver exempt status, and is what it is. <sighs> Something that the Avs have done in the past, certainly. God, uh, that's all we got for today. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. Obviously, we'll be back tomorrow for the game. Then we're off Friday and back for Saturday's game. So keep it tuned in here. Even if we're not doing podcasts every single day from here on out leading up to the deadline, we will be dropping deadline target videos that goes more in depth on guys like Henrik, on guys like Wenberg. So check out those as they drop on the YouTube. We'll also tweet them out. Go look at them. Go see what we have to think about some of the targets out there. We appreciate y'all. Go do this also. Last day, 30% off almost the entire locker. Applies automatically at checkout. If you're going to get your shirt, now's the time to do it. It probably will be a very long time before our next sale. So go do that. You can get a Tornado. You can get the champ shirt that Megan is wearing. (laughs) We appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you on the next one. 